Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Kenny and Adam for another episode of Wusha Weekend. Tonight, we're talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. This is a 2022 film starring Michelle Yeoh, and the uh, the synopsis of the film is an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure in which she can alone save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with a life she could have led. Um, I'm surprised they were able to condense it into that, that, you know, that's, that's the IMDB uh, synopsis. And I would have really struggled to write a synopsis of this film myself. Um, so I don't want to very accurate. Just, would you say it's accurate? Yeah, it's a very accurate dis- description. Like uh, I, if you condense what happens in the movie into a couple of sentences, that, that, that is basically it, right? Um, but the movie has a very good job of like building on top of that and like shuffling things around and just stretching it out a little bit to give a better, more descriptive view of what's going on rather than just <laughs> the visits different worlds and things get crazy, kind of. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we'll get into our reactions to it, but w- one of the things that surprised me is I was really expecting this to be like a leap from... Like, I, I was kind of worried because I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a film where I'm going from one universe to the next to the next to the next to the next. And I'm never, ever feeling rooted in anything. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised that it was actually all kind of taking place in one location, generally, for the most part. It's like in that office building. And they're leaping through universes. But the way they're doing it, it's not at all what I was expecting based on what people were telling me about it and based on the clips that I was seeing of it. Um, and I don't know if you guys had... Similar expectations, or if you guys were, you know, ex- expecting what I was expecting, you were disappointed that you didn't get what you were expecting. Like I don't know uh, what you guys thought of this movie. Um, so I don't know. Why don't we move into that? Actually, sure. Yeah, I. It was definitely. I, I wasn't sure what to expect, to be honest. But yeah, it was different than what I was expecting in a way that I can't think of a good movie to really compare this to. It's. It is fairly unique in the way it's set up and uh it's interesting too that the plot once you get past all the craziness it's actually very simple but there's just all these kind of elaborations and asides and so on that but uh it's a very hard movie to to describe really and i'm still kind of processing my reaction on this one. Do, do you, would you say you liked the film you didn't like i the did film? like it yeah i i enjoyed it all it's I mean, it is a long movie, and there are were some parts where it did feel a little bit long, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'd have to watch it again to really get into it. Should anything be cut, or did it all need to be there? But, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it, despite any issues I had with it. Kenny, what about you? I, I definitely enjoyed the movie. Um, I'd say that the plot itself is not as unique as the presentation of the movie yeah um it was kind of one of those things where from the first like couple of minutes of the movie i could already sort of <laughs> predict the main plot points yeah. going forward like it's yeah. sort of those, like conflict resolution you know un- uh, realizations and self-reflection kind of things like it was it was very clear what was going to happen so um but the way that the movie was presented was where it kind of uh caught me by surprise because i uh i knew nothing about the movie i hadn't even seen the trailer or anything uh all yeah. i know was that brendan was like yeah we're watching this movie and i remember seeing somewhere else um that this is a movie best watch as as uh with as little information as possible to like fully like experience it um so yeah when when things started getting wacky i was like oh i did not i don't know i don't know what i was expecting i thought it was going to be like some sort of drama but then it turned very um sci-fi out of nowhere and 
and <laughs> and the sudden blend of martial arts into everything as well. I was like, ah, that's uh, <laughs> this is a very interesting movie. You know? Oh, so you went in with almost you you knew very little about the movie then going in. I knew, like... yeah, almost nothing about okay. the movie. Okay, that's interesting because I I at least was getting pelted with information about it online. I don't know if you I, maybe maybe in the U.S. we're just more in direct fire for this movie somehow, but. I, I so I had all kinds of expectations going in. Um, I just but, I just knew there was some kind of multiverse angle to it, and I knew that that you know Michelle Yeoh was in it, and that was pretty much all I knew. I it was one of those movies where I just I was interested enough that I'm like I don't want to know anything, and I just actively stayed away because I'm like, cool, this I'm definitely going to enjoy this, so I'm not gonna not gonna watch a trailer or anything. So, but uh, yeah, I, I I have to agree. I, I agree with Kenny on the fact that. Yeah, I figured out all the plot points within about the first five minutes. You know what's going to happen. But it's one of those movies where the writing and the acting is just good enough that it didn't need those plot points to be original just because the drama through the characters yeah. played so well that it worked. Even though I'm like, yeah, OK, she's going to she's going to work things out with her daughter and, you know, yeah, and then work it out with the father and then their husband, everything. By the end, they'll all work out. and it, yeah, and it's it kind of does go through all those beats, but in a just a very enjoyable way. And uh, and and just so you know, what I'm getting a little bit of background noise on your end. Uh, it's on not a huge end? deal. Yeah, uh, but it's not a huge deal. But just let you know. Um, my, yeah, no, I, I I had a note actually that was um, you know this movie would be ridiculous without Michelle Yeoh to ground it. Um, just because I think that you know and yes. and I think I and as I watched the movie longer, I would have applied that to more actors in the film. But I just felt that the the acting was very important for making. The movie work uh yes. the, the only thing is kenny i didn't get did you like the movie kenny or did you yeah, not like yeah, it? I, I loved it it was great yeah i i so i wanted to be the guy who saw this movie and came in and was like i didn't get it i didn't like it like i <laughs> i was kind of because of what i had heard about it beforehand i was like oh this is going to be like a marvel crazy sort of insane type of movie that i don't normally like and they just happened to put one of my favorite actresses in it like i thought i thought so i uh -huh. was prepared to be angry I went in the, and I also went into the movie in a bad, bad mood. Like I was in a very bad mood and I came out of the film in a really good mood. Yeah. And that has not happened to me. And for so, and we've done a <laughs> lot of movies. Like we've, I think we've reviewed collectively here, hundreds of films on this podcast and on the other podcasts. And I think maybe one or two other movies have done that for me. Um, I don't know what it was about this one that did that. I have some ideas. But I mean, I, I came out loving it. I was I was really... it was really moving. I have to say yeah. the emotional weight of this movie really and you say, Michelle, yo, I mean, she <laughs> a big part of it is her. But, you know, everyone around her in this is good. It's just it, it was just so well made. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a very sort of touching, moving film. It was insightful, too, at moments, yeah. even though, like you guys are saying, like we all kind of knew the plot, like we knew what was going to happen unless well, they were going to throw us a crazy curveball at the end where like, you know, yeah. she rejects the daughter and the daughter, you know, dies in oblivion or, you know, something. But, um, you know, and they even kind of did a little bit of that when they gave us the weird meta ending in the middle. Um, yeah. Where, you know, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. This was a movie. I like. I. 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 I mentioned 2001 before the podcast we were talking, and this is a movie that I have honestly not felt this way about a movie since 2001. This is uh, one of those few movies you see, and you're like, "Oh, this is like why I like to go to movies again." Like it's that kind of a feeling. Um, and I think some of that was 
you know, just the surrealness of it, like the the fact that I was accepting crazy things going on that made yeah. absolutely no sense, but it wasn't distracting. It wasn't, I wasn't, I don't know. I feel like in another, if it, if, 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 if it wasn't as grounded as it was with the Michelle Yeoh performance and some of the very basic family drama stuff that was going on, the, the, the hot dog fingers scenes and the, and the rock scene and, <laughs> and like the, I mean, th this movie has scenes in it where, in order to access their powers, characters have to sit on butt plugs, basically, right? Like that, like I might be using the wrong lingo, but like that's basically what was happening in those sequences. And it was ridiculous and over the top, but I totally accepted it. It didn't, it didn't phase me in any way. Um, yeah, and the whole raccoon chewy thing too, uh, that, that cracked me up too. But uh, there's just a lot of strange. The fact that Randy Newman do the voice too is, is that was funny. surprising. Yeah, that was <laughs> well, little little song that they have playing. But well, yeah, what was it called? Raccoon Tui? Was that what she called it? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I not Rat. I don't know if you've seen Ratatouille. My nephews used to watch that all the time, so I've seen, no, I've that, seen movie that a hundred times. It. But. Uh, well, it was charming how they took that from being like a hurt, like they thought she was mispronouncing the movie yeah! to, yeah. no, that was, it wasn't, and it was, it was a movie, but then it was also what really happened to her in another yeah, universe. I know. I like that. So it was like, this, it would have been just funny just having that scene of her getting it wrong. I was like, oh, that was fun. Then calling back to it and actually having it happen, just really put it over the top. And the, I don't know who the guy was. I, I've seen him in other movies, but the guy that was playing the chef was so like I really liked how he went from being this super confident like oh wow he's like on top of everything <laughs> till you realize by the end like he's like a doofus who's got just the raccoon is just telling him everything to do and just the look on the guy's face um I don't know that they, they did a really good job with every little universe she went to of making them as ridiculous as they were like these fully realized things I think um, mm -hmm. I think part of why the ridiculousness is like easy to accept is because it's consistent right like it it, it one of the things that sort of take me out of movies is when there's they, they try to like come up with like a setting with rules and then break them um all the time and and have things like not make sense if you if you try mm. to process, process it but in this movie like they, they they set the premise you have to do something weird in order to sort of jolt your psyche into another different parallel universe yeah. and did everybody had to do it there was no like um you know there, there was no uh, get out of jail free card out of it you had to do something unusual and you know it, it was just like seeing everything um obey the, the rules that the movie had set out was one of the reasons why i felt like it it was too out of the field yeah i think it did a very good job of following the rules that it set for itself. I, I do have to admit, I'm still a little bit confused by some parts of the movie because I watched it right before the podcast and I'm sure yeah. I missed a lot of things. And so maybe there, maybe there are paradoxes and inconsistencies that I didn't see. But to me, it felt like very good science fiction where, like you were saying, they, 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 they had these rules, they followed them. And as ridiculous as everything was, you know, like you said, the basic rule is you have to do something weird to, to jump, what, what do they call it? Verse jumping? Was that the name that they coined for it? I, I yeah. think so. Well, yeah, whatever they called it, like you had to do something weird. And that, yeah, verse that worked well for the plot. They, they were able to get a lot out of that. It also worked thematically in terms of, I don't know, just the idea that you have, like, 
doing something weird is the thing that kind of gets you to access the truths of this universe somehow. Um, and, uh, and it set up one of the best jokes, which was the husband's idea of something weird. The best that he could muster was she should do jumping jacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the daughter just immediately came up with no, she should blow in his nose. And also, I think the other thing, the thing that really, it, it, I think the simplicity of the family plot too was was actually what made it so. Like, if it was overly complicated, it might have it might have yeah. gotten lost in the mix. So, um, I, I really enjoyed again as simple as predictable as it was. I enjoyed that family drama a lot. I thought that it was. Uh, I don't know. It just they, they they got so much emotion, like Adam was saying in this movie. Like it was a very moving movie. It was I was not expecting to be that moved by the movie that was advertised to me. Um, yeah, and I was surprised, especially with how ridiculous it was. It was just like you you were you were genuinely touched, even though like wild, crazy things were going on. Um, you know, it's just I don't know. It was uh, uh, when the movie first started, I was like, oh, this is she t he takes her into like it's in the elevator it, it, i was like this is just so random like I, I was like this is ridiculous i was like fully prepared and committed to go that direction i had said and then somewhere in the office when things start really happening it just it all worked for me um yeah well, it's interesting because like the elevator scene when you know things start to happen it's like in a lot of movies that's where the movie would just become an action movie you know yeah. it's like it would be an action movie for the next hour and a half and that's what you'd get and it's like this it, it yeah there there is a there is a fair amount of action but it, it stays very much focused on the emotional family stuff with this all this weird science fiction and action stuff yeah serving that rather than the other way around well, the thing is, like that whole sequence in the office of um, the IRS. Like, I don't know much about how um, taxes and stuff work in the in, in the US, but it feels like such a mundane kind of like thing that people have to be bogged down by, like stacks and stacks of receipts yeah. and like correct yeah. classifications of everything. It, uh, you know, it, it's just like one of those things where it, it because it's so ordinary, it stands out among the chaos, kind of a little bit. Yeah, no, it does. I agree. Um... And I think that I don't know, it it it, it really just it like I, I know that like like you would mention that maybe there were areas that maybe they could have tightened. And I've heard a lot of people say that because there's a section where it drags on. And I was thinking about that myself. And I think to an, there's this one. There is a there is a period of time in the film where it does kind of do that. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I often wonder with a movie like this, does it need that room for me to. That's what I'm wondering. I need to watch yeah. it a second time because it did seem to feel like it dragged a bit in the middle. But I don't know, maybe maybe the second time viewing, you don't really feel that. I well, often find that. I, I wonder because I feel like a lot of what made me get into the drama and into the characters and empathize with them was the patience the movie had in terms yeah. of we're not going to get right. Like you, you did think this was going to like I was expecting, OK, we're going to get five minutes of her at a computer desk. And then she's something wild's going to happen. She's going to start going to all these multiverses. It'll be confusing, but it'll be action packed. And that's not at all what it was. There was a lot of action, but I was surprised by how much time it took between the action to relate to humans and yeah. how patient it was. It's just you had a really long introductory period in this movie before anything really starts to happen. And I kind of liked that about it. I, I thought that was a um, 
I don't know, refreshing. It, it didn't it didn't just jump right into stuff. It kind of was like, no, we're going to we're going to take yeah. our time a little bit. Well, yeah, all the early stuff before they go to the IRS office, that didn't bore me at all. Like all the stuff, the laundry, bringing the father, meeting the daughter, all that. None of that. I, I was actually entirely engaged through all of that. It's so it's uh, yeah, I, I didn't find that to be a problem at all. I think it was more kind of after the initial action stuff happens, there was a little point there where I was, uh, and, I, and I think knowing that it never becomes more action packed would make me more patient than yeah. on the second time. Yeah, no, that that usually, does, oh, go ahead, Kenny. I was just gonna say like, yeah, the, the beginning part, you know, in the, in the laundromat and before the office, like I, I, because I didn't know what the movie was on about, um, I, and I just sort of assumed it was going to be one of those like sort of cultural movies where you know you have a, um, a immigrant family settling in and trying to accept that the the world is different, progressive in different ways, and like how to accept people of different cultures, etc. That kind of stuff mm-hmm. going on, right? But then the dad starts doing like acrobatics over washing machines in the background in the CCTV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then that I was, was just thinking like, is there some sort of weird like? Yeah, you know, gonna be like a, a plot of like yeah, you know, his secret agent like fighting something or yeah, other. Yeah. And... What what surprised me about that the 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 cultural elements was number one how they were able to do that, but also make it so universal because a lot of movies they either become too universal and there's like no nothing specific, or they become so specific it's like you only get it if like you're like you know like you're Italian and your family has like mafia ties. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like. This one was very good at kind of like I know there were a lot of in jokes I didn't get, but it was still so universal um, in terms of how it had dealt with family um, and yeah. motherhood and all these things that it was. I don't know. I think that it uh, it it did a really good job of balancing all that stuff. Um, yeah, because I initially did think that was it going to be a movie that sort of focused more around like Chinese immigrants and how they adapted to American way of life, basically, right? Um, but yeah, you know, as the movie went on, I just realized that this is just sort of like a generic um, immigrant family situation. That, that, yeah, they didn't have to be Chinese; they could be any other ethnicity, and um, and the movie would work just as well, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It was uh, it was very easy to relate to, I think. Um, yeah. And I and and I think that they also, I don't know, it, it just uh, it just was, it was not at all what I was expecting going in. Um, and I was I was genuinely surprised by the movie. Um, and like I said, I was just I was honest. I thought this was going to be like a Marvel type film. I, I thought we were going to get like and I don't watch Marvel movies. So my idea of what a Marvel movie is, is probably, <laughs> is, but like the few Marvel movies I've seen, I was just expecting like the, you know, people flying through buildings and. Uh, and a big pillar of light battle at the end well, of the movie. Yeah, it was it was a movie where I did not resent the cgi being used you know what i mean I, there was yeah. i know there was a lot of cgi i didn't resent it because there was some gravity around the human characters and that like really made a difference like uh, like the scene like even something as simple as like the scene where the grandfather i guess he's like a general from the alphaverse if i understood it yeah and so when he leaps into the grandfather's body he still has met he's even though he's from a different multiverse that's still his granddaughter and so he still has emotions around her he still has emotion and you know and because of the plot he's like you have to kill her but you know and, and maybe it's just that you know james hong is a veteran actor so he's able to to do this but I, I don't know that just felt very weighty to me in that moment and 
it's something that could have been very pulpy and bad, but it 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 didn't come off that way. It it really it really landed well. Um, yeah, the this movie was impressive in just its economy. I mean, cause it, it, I I don't know what its budget was, but it felt like they did something really impressive on a relatively low budget. You know, as far as as movies go, with just these these few locations and costume changes and. And a nice use of CGI. They got away with a lot there. Yes. Do you remember that sequence where she's all, uh, where Michelle Yeoh uh, was basically like in the moment and like flashing through the infinite possibilities of the universe, right? And, and she basically had like a different um, costume on every time. Yeah. CGI. How much of that do you think was actually like done with dress? <laughs> I feel like practical effects and how much of it was actually CGI, do you reckon? Like the, um, well, I would imagine that it would be cheaper to put her in different outfits, right? Yeah. Any... <laughs> I, don't know. No, I, I don't know. I don't know what her hourly rate is. It would depend how much you can pay they, the guy doing Photoshop I, versus how much you have to pay her. I know that I'm usually <laughs> the one bitching about CGI, and in this movie, I didn't notice this. Like the the only there was one moment with some confetti where I thought it looked a little weird, and that was about it. Um, uh-huh. Otherwise, I, the raccoon didn't bother me. Nothing, you know, and maybe it's because it was so crazy. Um, I, I got to say, the other thing I really like about this movie is it has this weird plot where the daughter has like somehow managed to access all of her all of her existence throughout the different multiverses. And that's basically driven her to like this this cosmic teenage angst yeah. that is threatening to destroy the universe. And the mother has to go through that, too, in order to save her. And I like how even though it's happening on a cosmic scale, it still all functions at a macro level when they're just dealing with it as individual characters talking to each other. Do you know what I mean? Just like that. That, I thought that was beautiful. The way that it got, it expanded into this cosmic, you know, plot that could easily be brought down to two characters. Where you'd have her like having a conversation with her husband, that universe where she was the celebrity and he was apparently some kind of successful businessman. But she's also having the conversation at the laundry and you're going back and forth. And it was just, yeah, it was just so powerful. And that was beautiful, too, because that was the universe. The whole film, her whole story basically begins with her choosing to marry that guy, which upsets her father. He kind of disowns her. I guess it's like a half disown because he still comes and sees her, but he disowns her. And then she goes to America and that sets her on this path where she's in the beginning of the movie. She's unhappy. And in, in, in that scene, it's like you see where she goes and she achieves all the success, but it's kind of an empty existence without you realize how much she's losing by going that other way. And so, and also you learn so much about the husband because the husband, you know, like at first I was like, Oh no, he's going to be like, some crazy stalker who kills her in this universe. Like it's going to be, it's going to be hard. And it was like, it was, you know, you just learn more about his character. He's actually, you know, these, uh, you get his perspective and, uh, and, and that's important for the story. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What what do you guys think of the, like, maybe we should go through some of the individual characters so we don't just keep, uh, slingshotting or, uh, let's start with the Jamie Lee Curtis character, just because that's one I know Adam didn't even recognize her through the movie. Um, and I'm curious at what point did everybody re- realize that was Jamie Lee Curtis? It wasn't until the credits actually, as soon as her name popped, because yeah. she looked familiar to me. I'm like, boy, she's, she's, cause she was, I really enjoyed her performance. I'm like, she looks familiar. And the name popped up in the credits. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's who she, who that was. But, uh, 
yeah, yeah. I, it's just been a long time since I've seen Jamie Lee Curtis in anything. I mean, for true lies, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, for me, I didn't. Oh, I, I only know of the name. I haven't seen enough huh. um, movies to, to really be able to recognize actors and actresses in general. So um, <laughs> I don't know how big, like, I, I, I like, having scrolled through imdb i'm like oh yeah she was in uh, halloween <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah um but other than that like i don't think i would have recognized her from anywhere else yeah i i i did get it about 10 minutes in but i had to i had to google search to verify it like i was like that looks like jamie lee curtis but it like definitely doesn't look like her as well so it could be someone <laughs> else um so i was i was impressed by that i liked her as sort of this brutish irs woman who, was just, who yeah. seemed to delight in ruining people's lives but i also liked that they kind of explained why she was that way and that allowed her to connect with the michelle yo character i thought that was a uh an interesting antagonist of it she's not the main antagonist but as but she was antagonistic towards the protagonist and i thought that uh that led to a lot of interesting possibilities I think my favorite part was, or one of my favorite parts of her was when she just downed the, I don't know, was it coconut water or a smoothie? Something. I thought like it was coconut car? water, but I wasn't <laughs> yeah. sure because I drink a lot of coconut water. That's they usually come in boxes like that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen smoothies in those kind of boxes. So it's like so it's just basically like I, I get that, that's a that's a that's a mood. I like I, I can relate. It's just like the moment <laughs> before you have to like make make a big decision that can probably get you shouted at by someone up um, further up. You're just like, <laughs> yep, let's down let's down this drink and then get <laughs> get it done. But uh, what what, what uh, oh go go ahead, Adam. I think you were no. I was just laughing. That's all. So so. What about Michelle Yeoh? What did you guys? I mean, obviously, I think everybody liked her performance, but like anything specifically that leapt out at you about this one? About who? Michelle Yeoh. Oh man, <laughs> this was such a good performance. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's completely the heart of the movie, no question. I I just love how human this movie is. It's like every character is. A meaningful character, and uh, and, and Michelle Michelle Yao has to be the one that kind of she's the one that has these relationships with everyone. So I, I don't know. It's just the movie wouldn't work without someone of her caliber. There's just no way. Yeah, as an actress, like she is world class. Like her performance was was great, and I do like that this movie might for her be sort of relatable personally as well because yeah it was for some of the flashbacks we sort of see her as a successful actor like the, the yeah. character in the movie as a, sexual act, uh, as a successful actress um so yeah maybe for her i wonder if she ever thinks like what if i had done something differently and never pursued acting never learned martial arts like what would i be now where would i be you know where yeah. would i be in life kind of thing so i don't know because yeah this movie sort of leans on so well like i think two sort of main philosophical points is like the the whole the part the, the paradigm of choice and then of like of does anything matter in the end kind of right so i i wonder yeah yeah if this movie if she had any sort of like in creative input in the movie actually like i don't know because it's very interesting because they were actually able to leverage the fact that yeah she had a, a different like um, award ceremonies and stuff, um, appearances on red carpet yeah. that, they, that, they, that they weave into the movie, and, uh, which was definitely sort of very interesting. And uh, um, I mean that de- that character that was the movie star seemed to be the Michelle Yeoh character. Like that seemed to like I I felt like they were kind of 
like we all know who she is. So they were just going with it. It's, I mean, it, you know, it wasn't Michelle Yeoh, but that's what we're supposed to be thinking. You know what I mean? That, like it's, it's, it's an easy leap to make. Um, Originally, I just looked it up. Actually, Jackie Chan was their idea for the star of this movie originally. Really? <laughs> they, they changed it to, to be a woman and made it. I, I, think, uh, I think that I think I'm glad thing. that they went with Michelle Yeoh because I, 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 mean, I love Jackie Chan. But I think one of the things that worked here was some of her vulnerability. Um, I also think and, and just to your point, Kenny, I do think she uh, she took a break from acting for a little while in the early 90s or the late 80s. Uh, to start a family and then she returned to acting so I, I, that's an interesting idea because I it's it, it's possible I don't I don't know anything about how the script was written though but uh I liked how stripped down it was with her like they didn't glamorize her as it like say they definitely went with making her look like a real person at the start of the movie and throughout the movie like you know even like with the exception of the the movie star character most of the versions of her were you know like very relatable and human and not, you know, not like, you know, like they, they were, I didn't feel like she was like the makeup job was very uh, ordinary looking. Do you know what I mean? And I thought that yeah. that lent a lot to the movie. I yeah, thought her performance. I, oh, go ahead. I was agreeing with you. I was oh. just saying, I, I, I think that the makeup definitely, uh, Natural makeup as opposed to sort of glamorous yeah. makeup. Yeah, yeah, because in a lot of movies they'd like you know we, we like even when they were doing the flashbacks they could like they didn't go through great lengths in the flashbacks to make her look like she was really seventeen in those moments. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like and in most movies they would have CGI'd that or airbrushed it so that she would have looked more like she was twenty when she was twenty in the movie. But I felt that it actually worked because with but it didn't take away from the emotional performance that you saw on the screen and you just had to make that mental leap like okay you know they're, they're not they're not uh, they're not making her look younger in this flashback sequence but i can accept that it's not it's not crucial to understanding the emotions in the scene um what's crucial is i don't have an obstructed view to what's going on on her you know on her face and so i thought that was a really good choice um i mean obviously she's perfect for the role because the role requires so many different skill sets and she has the action background uh but she also is a really good actress you know there's like oh there's a lot of like one of the one of the movies that i really think of with her for performance is is like the film reign of assassins and there are other movies yeah. where she's done a lot of yeah. great dramatic performances but you know th th that's really crucial here you could you couldn't have just had somebody that was good at action alone you needed somebody who could really carry the the, the the film i thought she did an outstanding job she was she was a really like you're, you're you're supposed to believe that this is not just like this needs to be every viewer's mother do you know what i mean like that's kind of what the role felt like to me uh, and and i thought she did a very good job of that um yeah here's another interesting tidbit i found too as far as whether it was in when they rewrote the screenplay they actually called the character michelle because they were making it for michelle yao and and she insisted they change the name to evelyn because she's like evelyn is this woman who deserves her own story she shouldn't oh, have my name on her she's like she, okay. yeah she, so she actually in, may, insisted on her being a different person I I did get I do think it kind of shows that she had that attitude because you feel like the character lives on the screen like she. Yeah, yeah I I think I, I can definitely see that now that yeah. you're saying that. Um, 
So I don't know. Yeah, oh, go I was going to say, like, yeah, I, I definitely can't see Jackie Chan or any mm. sort of other actor in, in, in this role because I, I don't know, like, I think it had to be um, a woman lead here. So uh, it, it's hard for men to show vulnerability, I'd, I'd say, like, an emotional yeah. vulnerability. A lot of people, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be able to yeah see that Jackie Chan has physical vulnerabilities, right? Like as yeah. in like yeah, you know, in, in in the way he his comedy, his his acting, like his action scenes and stuff, like he's always like physically very vulnerable. But you never get the sense of like someone who's like a pensive kind of like yeah emotional like feed, like yeah you don't get that 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 sense of emotional vulnerability from from Jackie Chan. So I definitely think it was it's it's. I think the movie would not be anywhere near as good as it is without Michelle Yeoh in it. Yeah, it would definitely have to have entirely different emotional beats. Certainly, it's like it, it would if it even if it was as good, it would be a very different kind of movie with Jackie Chan. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I I I can't really imagine what the movie would feel like if you swapped her out with Jackie Chan. It would definitely. Uh, I'm glad they didn't do that. That's all I'm going to say. I'm glad it didn't yeah, work well, out in that direction. Because think... I'd like to find a copy of the screenplay, screenplay from them <laughs> just to see because how different was the story, you know? Because this did feel very much like a mother's story. I'm like, was it was the story just very different and, at that point? Or and the the story was written by the directors, and that's Daniel <laughs> Kwan and Daniel Shiner. I don't know how to pronounce the, but but he's from I think the Midwest, and Daniel Kwan is actually from Massachusetts, which I thought was interesting. So I was um. I was kind of pleased. I always like when I when I find out a writer director from Massachusetts. I'm like, yeah, like you know, yeah, <laughs> one for the home team. Yeah, um, it, it it especially if I like the movie and then I go look them up, it's, it's just more gratifying. Um, yeah, I I I'm definitely interested to see what these guys do in the future, and hopefully they don't, they don't just get hired to do a Marvel movie next. But uh, well, they they've only done one other movie together. Um, uh huh. And apparently their Wikipedia page is actually they're a dual Wikipedia page because they're so connected to each other through this film, I think. But yeah. um, I haven't yeah. seen their other movie. It, was, it came out in 2016 and it's described as a surreal. Comedy oh, drama. Swiss Army, man. I, yeah. I've, I've a friend of mine keeps bugging me to watch that. So I think I will give it a look now. But uh... actually, does this I, I don't know I'm thinking about it. Does this movie have you ever seen Scott Pilgrim? I haven't. Yes. I haven't. Yes. I'm guilty of not seeing that movie. Yeah, I, I can uh, see see similarities there, definitely. Because I was just thinking back to the confetti thing, and I was just like, and some of the <laughs> more, the like the the absurd scenes in the movie suddenly like maybe I just realized, oh yeah, that reminds very reminds me very much of like Scott mm. Pilgrim, like things exploding into coins and well, weird same, sound effects. Yeah, the same thing of being a movie that's really about relationships, but using fight scenes and stuff as a way of kind of conceptualizing it. I mean, I think I think ultimately this was emotionally a much more successful movie than Scott Pilgrim, which didn't work quite as well, even though I really like it. It, it doesn't entirely succeed on the level that this movie does. It, it reminded me of Cloud Atlas. That was the movie that uh, that's that another fair comparison uh, yeah and it was the jumping from character to character you know like obviously that's different that's sort of more like reincarnation over time yeah um, but it's a similar it's a similar idea and it, it also leads to a similar thing of being able to go from one genre to the next genre to the next genre yeah um you know so uh you know i i, I but also 2001 like i really 
not just, I mean, there was, there was number one, there's a blatant 2001 reference. That's just, I thought it was, it's up there with the Mel Brooks reference to 2001. Which, which one? Was it? Where's the 2001 reference? Well, there were the, the monkeys with all oh, the, of course. And they're playing the music. <laughs> the, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> that was that. That, There's I so mean, much in this movie that it's just like, oh yeah, I'll, in another movie that would have stuck in my brain. Yeah. But in this movie, it's just another crazy thing that happened. And I can't justify it intellectually why I found that scene so satisfying, but just on a deep gut level, I reacted to it. Yeah. And I just found I found the whole film very reminiscent of a movie like that. Um, I don't know why. I, I'd have to watch it again to really understand because this obviously has. I mean, 2001 has this languid, slow pace that you have to just endure. <laughs> uh, and this is not that. This has a, I mean, this is a patient movie in moments, but it's also very dynamic. And yeah. It's, but something just really reminded me of 2001. Just, it just, and it also seemed to be operating at that level of filmmaking for me. It was like, this is a much, like, this is, I don't know, it just seemed to be operating at a higher level. Yeah, well, you know, when I talk, when I say, you know, the movie kind of slowed a bit in the middle and I was a bit impatient and I, I'm curious about the second time because, you know, the only reason I was a bit impatient in the middle is because I was very interested in what was going to happen. It's like, let, let's get what's, what's going to happen next. So, I mean, it, you know, there's movies where you're bored because you're just not engaged. But I was I was always engaged, even when I was hoping it would move a little quicker. And uh, so, yeah, it's very different from 2001 in that respect. Uh, what did you guys think of the daughter character? Just to keep going down the uh, the list of characters. Um, I'm not familiar with the actress. So this is the first thing I've seen her in. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've seen her in anything else. Let's see. Uh, um, IMDb doesn't have. Well, actually, that's not. Is that true? Uh, she's got. Um some roles that i don't recognize yeah i'm not very current on entertainment so there were like a lot of actors so i'm like oh i recognize that person from seeing them in a cnn article or i'm like you know, you know what i mean like i'll see like that's the extent of my pop culture knowledge at this point is 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 articles about actors and actresses on on you know that pop up on facebook um yeah, she's been in episodes of TV shows I've seen, but not not so that I remember her. Okay. So I uh, I really yeah. haven't. Yeah, I think she was very good in the, in the movie as well. Like, yeah, um, it, it, I don't know. She 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 pulled off the um, the whole sort of weird cross between like omnipotent and like nihilistic. Um, antagonist really well. Yeah. Sort of like she had like she put yeah she 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 did the whole sort of like crazy act as well, which um, pretty convincingly. Um, and I I don't know like I, that sort of contrast with like when her, when she's actually you know the, the the daughter character instead of the um the Jabu Chewbacca. Whatever. I forget. <laughs> what it's called. It's, it's an, I know it's a joke. It's it's a reference to a product. I think I remember seeing that somewhere. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, but I, I don't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, but it was, like, it was uh, a fun uh, word. It was a very fun word. I thought. Yeah, you know, to, I, to I remembered use. it the whole movie too. It's like it, it stuck with me every time she yeah. would get the name wrong. I was like, it's Jobu Tupac. It's just <laughs> the, word, the, the syllables just stuck in my head instantly, which uh, doesn't yeah, because that can go either way. Those kind yeah. of funny names can go either way, but this one worked. Um, 
But yeah, like I, I thought, I thought like her, so, so, so the emotion, the emotional acting as the as the daughter itself was really good as well. When, yeah, she conveyed the frustrations very well in the beginning of the movie and towards the end as well of like of wanting to reconcile but also being unable to sort of like immediately resolve everything on the spot kind of yeah of, of the emotional baggage that she's carrying and uh, yeah i i enjoyed her performance yeah i liked her performance too i also liked that um the cho- i feel like in a normal movie the decision would have been to make it about the daughter you know what i mean and 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 we'd sort of be seeing all of this through the daughter's eyes and the mother would have been kind of more the antagonist, if that makes sense. And I like that it was the other way around and she was the bad guy. And I like the concept. I love the concept of this. The reason she's the bad guy is because she 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 her she had this natural aptitude for. I can't remember the word, but for jumping from multiverse to multiverse and Mm -hmm. verse jumping or whatever it was. And she just basically went too far with it and knew too much. And it, and it, and it just overwhelmed her. Um, And I I thought that was interesting. Um, And I thought she did a good job of doing that, but also being like, still kind of like a, like it's, it's interesting because she's like a daughter character. She's sort of supposed to be this almost annoying character that is, you know, uh, like uh, ungrateful at times and whatever, just kind of like, uh, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily appreciate what the mom does because we're seeing it through the mom's perspective. But she's this much larger than life cosmic villain uh, that is, I guess, conceivably going to destroy all of the multiverses. And so and, and, and the way that they do it, having her the way she destroys the world is with an everything bagel, which was silly. <laughs> I'll admit, but I really, I, I don't know, maybe it's, you know, I, 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 I had a job working in a, um, in a, in a, in a kosher bakery, uh, mm-hmm. where the specialty was bagels. And so the, the having, having, having the, the sort of, the, instead of going with a black hole, going with an everything bagel, where it's literally everything. I don't know. I thought that was. Yeah, funny. it worked for me too. It was silly, but it's also just that, you know, bagel just being the reference, you know, people use to a zero too. Just, it just yeah. worked on multiple levels for me. Well, and, and, and the Dalai Lama as well, right? The whole, um, the whole Dalai Lama asks for a bagel or whatever, and like the guy goes, what do you want with it? Maybe you want with everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my my dad likes to tell that joke. Uh, yeah, I, I butchered the joke. I can't, I no, and I, I know what you're referring to. I wonder if that's where they got the idea. That would be. I think so because the the whole like uh, the whole sort of like philosophical like religious symbol of like of contemplating what comes at the end of everything, right? And and where do all all these like paths and reincarnations lead to is sort of it falls in line with, with, with what the, the, the sort of beliefs of um, Tibetan monks, etc., would would, would um, subscribe to, right? No, I think so. And I think it was also interesting because number one, it's um, it's what I would imagine a young woman might pick. Is like I, like if you're going like an everything bagel seems like a craving her character would have had. Uh, but also the way they foreshadowed it with the husband being from a planet where they don't have dairy, and so when he finds the bagel, he's so excited that it has cream cheese, and you know, yeah. it's, it's in the middle of an action sequence, but he's eating the bagel, and it was a nice foreshadowing. Oh, got of killed. It. Yeah. Do you know what? I was actually expecting like a, another comment in Tehran to reference the lactose intolerance because it's like he was guzzling the milk, <laughs> eating the cream cheese <laughs> yeah. bagel, but then you know, like a lot of uh, 
Asian people are not able to. <laughs> yeah, my wife has very that. Well, yeah, I, I, I actually am lactose intolerant. Um, so I, I you know, I, uh, I, I, with me, it it turned out that managing my celiac disease managed the lactose intolerance. But um, oh, good thing yeah, is, cream. I will say something as a lactose intolerant person, cream cheese has very little lactose in it. Is so that true? I can okay. actually get it. I, I, I only started eating cream cheese after I, I quit it like twenty years ago and started again last year because I'm like, wait, how much lactose? is in cream cheese i looked it up i'm like oh i can eat that so yeah that's a uh, yeah that if, if, if you're lactose intolerant you eat cream cheese and die though don't sue me so just <laughs> i am not a medical professional but i did like that scene i thought that and also and then him guzzling the half and half was just uh, uh yeah you know. yeah i know i know <laughs> that was a nice touch um, but yeah, I, I just little touches like him guzzling the half and half. This movie just had so many little tiny comedic touches like that in every scene. So I guess like, what do you think of the husband then? Like, if we're if we're moving on to the husband, like, what? I I liked the husband. Me I too. thought that I thought that number one again, you know, we've established it was the guy from Goonies and um and uh, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. He played short round in, in that movie. So he was vaguely familiar, even though I mm -hmm. didn't realize it was him until after the movie. Um, <laughs> but also I thought he was the right choice because they needed to go with somebody. You, you needed to understand why there was this friction between him and her. And so he just was this nice balance. There was an element of him that was pathetic, but that very element is kind of what made him such a nice guy. And in the end, that's what makes him so likable, if that makes sense. Like, the, yeah. I don't know how to put it. But his, I, the thing the thing that, that she's thinking of his weakness is his strength, basically. Yeah. What you, what you come to. And yeah. uh, and he yeah. even says that in that scene that you you commented on. That was the yeah. I, th I don't know if he's I don't know if he zeroes in as much as that or not. I can't quite remember. But well, I think it's, it's his way of fighting. Ad, right. Yeah. It's his, it's his being nice is his way of fighting to paraphrase. Yeah, because he was commenting about how um, Gong Gong's always called him too kind, right? That was like the thing. And yeah. um, I, I do sort of like how it was always, it was like, it was an, it was foreshadowed, like for, for the very beginning of the whole thing of the cookies and dancing with the uh, the, the bearded guy in, in, yeah. in the laundromat. Like he's, yeah, he is an empathetic person who sort of, uh, wants to get along with with people, uh, and this contrasts greatly with Michelle Show's character in the beginning, who is very sort of jaded and cynical, and like yeah. is trying to do a million things at once and failing at all of them, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Whereas he's sort of like laid back and like, yeah, let's just make make the IRS lady some cookies and maybe she'll like <laughs> give us a, an extension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just liked his I liked his observation. It's like, hey, I've been in the world as long as you have. I know uh, it's not like I'm naive. I just yeah. choose to be nice to people. That, that was, was yeah. that that really really worked. That was very nice there. And it, and it worked too because it came back when she starts tra changing how she's contending with all of these opponents. Yeah, you know, it kind of reminded me of Tai Chi Master a little bit. Mm, that, mm -hmm. You know that just this idea of you know instead of confronting something with full force, you know, you know, going with it. And and in this case, she's actually being nice to like she's literally as she's fighting, she's doing nice things for them and helping them well, it's a little there, ridiculous there's a spiking but... scene where it was uh... <laughs> that, that was it's funny because the, the, my immediate thought with that scene is like that's like the least wholesome scene in the movie but also part of like the most wholesome 
messaging that the movie has. They don't they don't kink shame in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, I mean, it, 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 like all this guy wanted was a gag ball, and she gives him the gag ball. And it, uh, it, it, but but it, and he's, she's like, and there's another guy whose back needs readjustments. She readjusts his back. <laughs> you know, she helps two people, two of her assailants find love with one another. It's it's again, it's ridiculous, but it actually works in a surprising way. Um, I just love the fact, too, the reason she is the chosen one in this movie is because she accomplished nothing she ever yes. wanted to, which leaves her open to pulling in all these gifts because she is the ultimate failure out of all her incarnations. <laughs> it's 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 another it's one of these movies. It's kind of like uh, not a celebration of the loser, but like a redemption for the loser type film. Right. Like that's yeah, sort of the, panda the comes to mind. Yeah, yeah it's a, <laughs> yes. Which I also think is one of the reasons why it was so moving. I think if she was an accomplished, impressive person, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have had that. I think every like only a certain amount of people can empathize with that, right? If she's like the Michelle Yeoh from the successful uh, Evelyn universe, only successful people can really fully empathize with that unless yeah. you have her go down some additional path to complicate the character. But Evelyn in this universe is so relatable to everybody because it, you know, as as long as as long as you understand the challenges and the difficulties of life, you will relate to the character. Um, and they and they really go all the way with her by saying, "No, she she's like she's living in the worst reality of all of the elements." I feel like a lot of people can relate because they might also like think that every choice, every major decision they've made in their life was the incorrect one kind of like well oh, if, if only i filled in the lottery numbers like one row to the right <laughs> I would be uh, in a yeah what, here's here's what i think it is it's like in high school when all of a sudden 90 percent of the people who are classified as the losers realize that they outnumber the cool people yeah i think that's kind of you know what i mean like i think that's sort of the that's sort of like the revelation underlying the premise a little bit is that the most people actually feel this way and so, or feel this way to a degree at least. And so, you know, it was, um, it's refreshing. It's refreshing that she is, uh, you know, not, she's not really, she's struggling with all of these things. Um, and, uh, and, and, and again, I think that that's why all of the other things, like the stripped down look with the makeup and all of like not glamorizing the character, that's why all this stuff was so important and why it worked. It's it's a crazy, silly movie, but there's a lot of thought, I think, at every little level. Because if if not if any of the details are wrong, you get stuck on the raccoon on the guy's head or the confetti <laughs> or the, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Like even at the beginning when, you know, before she's started becoming a better person, it's like I really liked her character the whole way through, even when she was yeah. she it's like I I just. Yeah. Like you're saying that the pathetic nature of the character really warms you up in a way that a lot of movies don't get. It's like making a character a little bit pathetic and relatable really helps. And also, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Because I was gonna say, like the the way, like after her first sort of jump, and where she where she realized, like, oh, 
in the other timeline she was successful like oh i would have been so happy in in that timeline right i think a lot of people would you know if, if presented with a situation where they saw themselves like famous rich being driven in a limousine to a red carpet event and like having everything that they could ever want that that, that is happiness surely right yeah um, and how she immediately was like oh how can i how can i stay there like this is this is what i want like this i don't want to be in a laundromat like trying yeah. to um, calculate my receipts and all of that stuff like it's definitely like yeah one of those things but which helps make her feel related because that's what anybody would want right if, if, yeah. until you until you like get a chance to see what actually your what is the price for the success that you're, you're being shown yeah well and the husband has that wonderful line just to bring it back to his character where he says like oh I w in another life i would have been happy to you know just be working in a laundromat with you basically um yeah, I'll let's say too, as someone that's, you know, been involved in the acting world at times. I mean, acting, think of like it is the ultimate happiness. It's it's the it's the career where you have jobs that last like six months, and then you have to go look for another job and you've yeah. got people judging you all the time. It's yeah. like there's so many, so many ways to be unhappy with that life. Now, uh, what about the the James Hong character, the grandfather? How do you <laughs> feel about him? Yeah. He, yeah, he, he reminds me of a bit of my dad, I guess, a little bit as well, <laughs> actually. Just in the way it's just like, where's food? And he comes out, it's like the first <laughs> the first words out of his mouth, basically, right? So it's <laughs> food not really complaining about this and that. And um, and, I, I, and I think, like, it's sort of his performance throughout the movie was, was good as well. Like, his role as the alpha general was, yeah. like, as someone who has sort of stakes in 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 there, like that's his grand. Like we mentioned before, like you know, that's the granddaughter that you know that he's probably watched growing up in the, in that universe, and now he needs to kill because yeah, she is a threat to existence, kind of thing, and 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 also like having to put down you know his own daughter because yeah. the daughter was also starting to turn into uh in, in whatever it is, <laughs> what kind of monstrosity yeah. that they are, right? So um yeah, I don't know. He 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 did the. The, the role very well and i think the character itself was written in the way that <laughs> i i think a lot of uh, people of asian heritage would find relatable yeah i i like the character and i i it's, it's just a nice balance i like the i like the way you've got his relationship with evelyn and then you've got the daughter's relationship with evelyn in the way that just they're, they're kind of reflections of each other works really well and part of what makes her relatable at the beginning too it's uh yeah it, you know it's like her, her not being able to tell him that her her daughter is gay and that kind of thing it's like yeah i, I get it i understand that she's in this weird spot too it's not just you know if it was just her versus the daughter it would have felt a lot more openly antagonistic but having that other generation in there really really expanded the movie a lot yeah and, and and I thought he did a good job, too, because he mm -hmm. didn't have as many moments to convey the affection he had for his daughter and granddaughter. Is yeah. like uh, Michelle Yeoh had a lot more opportunity to to, to humanize some of her behavior that might have been off putting at the beginning of the movie. And he didn't have the same level of opportunity, but he was able to make very good use of the the brief moments when he, you know, like if it, even if it was just a look or a single line, yeah. uh, it was done very well. Um yeah, you know, and also it's just nice. I, it's he's one of these actors. It's always nice seeing him. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah anytime James Hong pops, it's like, oh hey, I didn't know he was in this. That was I, that was a very nice surprise. 
I saw him at a convention once. I didn't I didn't have the bravery to go up and say hello because because <laughs> he, he was complaining about people coming up to him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, he was nice about it because he was actually sitting with people and eating. But yeah. apparently what was going on is a lot of people were um, like yeah. uh, like crowding him and coming up to him. Like there's a specific time when you're supposed to do the autographs. Yeah. Um, but he was sitting with with a bunch of people at a table. And I was just like, well, I'm not going to go over there and, you know, yeah. <laughs> be a jerk. Uh, but uh, but I probably should have gotten an autograph. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an autograph person. I just don't. I don't understand. Like, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I, I worked, you know, I worked at a, at a store for years where we'd have celebrities in every week. And I was on the team that would, would deal with the celebrities and everything. And it's like, yeah, I would never get autographs. I just couldn't be bothered. But but in person, that guy has a lot of charisma. Like, like you know, like like uh -huh. a lot of times you, you you just see what somebody looks like on the screen. And that's relative to everybody else. And then yeah. you don't you're not expecting to see them in person when you do it. I've I've met a handful of celebrities and it's always very striking and he really had a strong it. presence. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I guess we've gone through all of the care all of the characters that really matter. There are obviously other characters in the movie, but those were the the core characters. Um, are there any any other characters you guys want to mention before we move on to another another uh, idea? Honorable mentions to the raccoon. <laughs> The what? Honorable mentions to the uh, the CG. Yeah, the, the CGI recruit. Well, I think the chef. The chef that the the doofus fake face he was making when it was revealed that he had this raccoon on his head. I it was just like comedic perfection. I thought that, that moment. Um, <laughs> that was brilliantly yeah. done. Just because I immediately went back and juxtaposed that with his very first appearance, where he's, <laughs> you know, he's doing the performance and it looks perfect. It's just well, plus they, well, they also have him him come across to the the fight scene too. Yeah, it's fighting her too. So it's like, ooh, this guy's super confident, but it's really just the raccoon <laughs> on his head. Well, and I like that on all the characters. You know, that it's really a small ensemble of characters that we have. Uh, in that fight sequence they kind of exist in all of the realities right so yeah it's but i like the i did like the touch at the end too so we didn't mention the girlfriend at all joy's girlfriend but i like i like at the end where it's just the the scene where it shows everything is good is her telling the girlfriend it's like you need to grow your hair yeah <laughs> i was just like that was i was like oh that's beautiful that's wonderful <laughs> That it's, was also uh, that's not like a very real exchange too. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, I, I know. Like. I was like, that's that that was that was nice. That was, yeah, that was like, because oh, go ahead. I was gonna say like, yeah, it's, I think it's because like, uh, um, I don't know if it's just like a uniquely um Chinese thing or not, but once like once you just like getting treated like a, as a family, then then they there is no holds barred when it comes to criticizing your appearance. Like, oh, you've, you're yeah. fat. Like, they, 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 they didn't sugarcoat it. Wow, you are so fat. <laughs> You'd be eating yeah. well, huh? <laughs> and yeah, your hair looks stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like that because it's like it shows that, yeah, Evelyn learned a lot. She's still Evelyn. It's like, that's who she is. It's like, sometimes in movies, they go so far and like, we've got to show this person's a good person now. And you've just like, erase their personality to make them the perfect yeah that, and the movie and it's like no she's still the same person she just they, <laughs> they don't take off the rough edges they just make her really appreciate her daughter and what she has it's yeah. not it, it doesn't feel like i guess i guess the perfect example of removing the rough edges would be this and i like this movie but scrooged with bill murray where by mm -hmm. the end he goes from being this mm -hmm. this interesting really rough character to 
too nice. You know, just too well, nice. Isn't, 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 doesn't Bill Burr, I think, have the bit about about uh, Chevy Chase movies versus Bill Murray movies? Think, no, uh, Quentin Tarantino, I think, is the one. Who, oh, okay. I know yeah, he talks that. about that. I'll, okay, yeah. I don't know how I got that wrong. It's two or so but, alike. Uh, but that but, movie in particular, he really goes from like this interesting guy to like just he's redeemed, but he's not interesting. And they do yeah. a good job. They redeem her. There is redemption, but she's yeah. still, you know, she's still like, but you're fat. You know, it's like this, it's, it's this, uh, cause that's kind of how she shows she cares about her. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Um, it's not a, <laughs> if she didn't, didn't care. She wouldn't say it. But, uh, and also the, the fact that when the, when the, when the daughter says that to the girlfriend, kind of like Kenny was saying, it's, 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 it's one, like she's in the family, but also like, it's a reflection that the daughter is just like the mom in a lot of ways. Um, yep. which is one of the big things that it's like one of the plot points in the movie that, you know, like, you know, that the mom's happy that she's just like her. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's see. So I don't know. I did want to talk about the meta element of this movie before I, I know we gotta, we gotta end it soon. Cause we've been going on for a long time, but the, just the way that the Evelyn in the Evelyn is a celebrity universe is watching the premiere of her film and the premiere she's watching is the movie that we're watching. Uh -huh. um, except her character dies midway through and that's the ending. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the guy, what does he say? It's, it's sad, but you know, <laughs> but, but it was a good movie. Um, yeah. That was an interesting one. Like I knew it wasn't over because like I can, I can see the progress by yeah, yeah. it. It's, it's not over. There's still a lot of movies to go, so I'm being like, yeah, I, switch in, in some one way or another. <laughs> that's one of the reasons I wish I had seen it in the theater because I feel like I would have started to get up at that moment, and then I would have realized as I'm leaving the theater that oh no, it's it's a fake ending to the movie, uh, yeah. and that would have really made a strong impression. But there, yeah, there was no. I was looking at the the progress bar, and I knew well they're not going to do 45 minutes or whatever it is. Of, you know blackness on the screen so uh well, or, or bloopers. Like it, the movie was so long that it actually felt like that could have been an ending like yeah i i, I wonder what it would be like if if so that reminds me of a story i read of like someone who pulled a prank on their mother by like cutting uh spoilers for toy story here um toy story 3 i think at a point where all the toys are being like <laughs> towards the furnace and like starting to play like you got a friend in me and like the credits start rolling they just like they spice it together and then the mother's like no this can't be <laughs> Dark, no. so i i do wonder like if, if in this movie like someone did something similar like if it was a blind watch they get like, the movie actually ended with her dying after failing to control her powers after jumping to too many times and how would that feel like obviously incomplete but <laughs> would, would there be outrage <laughs> I don't know, because I think it would have missed a lot of the emotional beats we get later in the movie that made yeah. it so satisfying. At the same time, it was still a great movie up until then. So yeah, I think but I think I think if you I mean, you could make this movie with an unhappy ending, but I think you'd have to push it back a bit, even if you did want to get to just to make it a, a satisfying, unhappy movie. I think I don't think it really would work at that point. Yeah, it, it does. Be, it it's a great movie, but then it becomes a satisfying movie by the end. You have to have those yeah. emotional things that go on at the end of the movie for it to really work. Um, but I mean, I'd say I was riveted to this movie. I I was in a very bad mood. I was in 
a perfect mood to be distracted by other things, to not really pay attention to the plot. And I had things that I wanted to do, like I wanted to, to drink some coffee midway through. And I was it's it's one of those like you don't get up to pee movies, um, um, which was yeah. I, you know, I was I was sick last night. I was in pain and I was like, I don't know if I can enjoy a movie. And I mean, I I the fact that I enjoyed this movie so much where I just didn't even feel good is uh, is impressive. Well, what did you guys think this movie was about fundamentally? Like, did you did you like did you notice a subtext that you thought was interesting or? I, I don't think it was very subtle with like the themes and, and subtext and the philosophical like questions I was trying to pose, right? So, mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I wonder if it's like one of those things that where there is like a trend of a lot of uh, like people who read a little bit about nihilism and then you're suddenly thinking, oh yeah, well, nothing's worth it anymore because everything's going to go through shit anyway, right? Uh, and this is sort of like a sort of a, a reaction to that encountering it by awesome. saying, well, no, it, it depends on like, yeah, ultimately it's the human factor that that yeah. that that makes makes a difference, right? So uh, I don't know if it, if it's just, yeah trying to bring bring a bit of optimism back in people's lives because I, I like um, there, there's a game I play called Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, it's, it's one of the sort of themes in the story is also like at, at the end like. Eric, it, it does it does anything even matter at the end like it's one of those basic questions that teenagers kind of yeah. bring up well, in, the, in the angsty periods right i think oh go ahead adam that's good yeah i think i don't know i mean i know when i was in my late teens early 20s is the point where you just have that existential angst and you're like oh it's like you know you I, you know having the daughter embody that i think was the right choice because it just it is easy to just kind of I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, because it is the little things. It's just, oh, I don't, I, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I, I it, it just, I, I felt like that is really the age where you, you hit that point where you, where you get so caught up in trying the big ideas. Cause yeah. I think it's because as a kid, the world does keep getting bigger and you keep doing yeah. new things and learning new things. When you kind of hit that plateau in your early twenties, you feel like, oh, you feel like you're trapped almost. Yeah. And there's, but it's like, oh, but I don't know, just a cup of coffee is nice. Having friends is nice. It's a, it's like, you don't really, it's, it's easy to get sucked into worrying about the big picture when the big picture isn't really what matters a lot of the time. Yeah. And I, and I think Kenny, I do think you're onto something because I feel like, I mean, nihilism, I think, is a very cyclical thing in terms mm -hmm. of like human history. Like there's, we go through periods of cultural nihilism. And like Adam was saying, we go through individual cycles of nihil. Like there's a yeah. there's a there's a rhythm to when a human is most nihilistic and less nihilistic. Yeah. Um, like just thinking back to when I was a kid, I read a lot of my dad's old books. He had all his books from the 60s and stuff. And all those books that were from yeah. the late 60s, they were all stuff like... Um, Radical theology, God is dead, and various existential books, and you know, like all things like that. And I read all of them, um, and they were interesting. They were interesting. But then, if you go further down the shelf, five years, <laughs> you know, to the period where, like, say, Star Wars started coming out, and there was this need for optimism again, which I feel like this movie was a very optimistic movie, like that. Yeah. I don't think it's the same kind of movie as Star Wars, but it's it's really kind of like, hey, we're we're all in a bad place, so let's 
Let's just be nice. Get to a good place. Yeah, let's start <laughs> with a very simple message. And it, it is kind of a rejection of nihilism, but it's also an acknowledgement of it at the same time. So it's like an interesting, you know, it's sort of like it, it acknowledges the possibility of nihilism being true yeah. while saying, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? Like that seems to be uh, part of it. I was thinking in terms of subtext that, I mean, obviously it's about family, but I felt that the movie was kind of a reflection of anxieties about the internet. And I yeah. was going to get to that. Okay. Yeah. I yeah agree. So, I agree. Yeah, so, so you see what I'm thinking then. I think, I think it was, it was, uh, uh, let me see if you're on the same page. I was feeling that it was about how the internet is on the one hand connecting us to everything. It's giving yeah. us access to everything and making us all interconnected but it's pulling us away from our lives and our families and all of the things that are actually close to us. And yeah. And just the idea, the, the, the thing they say in the movie about there's always something bigger that's going to make you feel like a smaller piece of shit is, is yeah. I feel like that's the internet. It's like, I mean, well, it's, it's something I thought of even before the internet. It's like, if you lived, if you lived in 1800, the best singer you ever heard was someone yeah. who was singing that you'd actually heard in the same room as you, or at least the same theater. Yeah. Whereas now your singing talent is compared to the absolute greatest singers that ever lived. They're all recorded and you're competing. We're all, or we're basically just the simple act of recording things has made yeah. people individually smaller. And the internet has just blown that up even more. It's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and everybody has a feeling of they're not good enough yeah. because they see all that. You see that a lot in like, you know, I watch a lot of guitar YouTube videos because I, yeah. I, I play guitar. And there's a big uh, trend of shredding online where there are guys, like, because it's everybody in the world and because you can learn anything online now, you don't have to go to lessons or anything. Like, there are people that have achieved levels of playing in large numbers on the line that dwarf anything we've seen before, just in terms of technical ability. There's a lot of debate around <laughs> the other elements, but in terms of technical ability, we're like living in an age of like the greatest guitar shredders ever. Yeah. But the tragic irony of it is they're all making like 10 bucks <laughs> from, you know, from their, the revenue stream that YouTube affords them. So, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's no real market for it. So, uh, you know, they're all better than Van Halen, but none of them can ever hope to achieve what Van Halen achieved in terms of fame and uh, and 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 wealth and all of these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know, Kenny, were you going to say something there? Yeah, I was just thinking that makes me think back to the whole um, yeah where, where where she sees the actress's life and it's like I want that life thing. Mm. It's like yeah, now that you mentioned it, is that like a allegory for social media and like seeing like the the highlight reels of, of other people's lives and like wishing you could be like them um not realizing that that's literally like a small snippet of of yeah. of, of their life like that's like less than one percent of their time that you're actually seeing and uh ha yeah the rest of it may not be as rosy as you think yeah you see yeah. them at the nice restaurant that you don't think you'll ever get to eating the meal that you would never think to eat and you don't realize that there was like a fight five minutes before that or a fight five minutes after that or whatever other things are going on in that person's life. See, um, I, think, I think this movie was smart, too, and that the Internet doesn't really get brought up at all. Like, I, said, yeah. I feel like they're talking a lot of movies nowadays or movies or TV shows that are dealing with some kind of message. I feel like they always go too on the nose. They'll set up yeah. an allegory, but then. 
they'll have the allegory set up and then they'll bring in the real thing and it's like oh you just blew it yeah and that, <laughs> it's, too that, on the nose. it's too on the nose it dates the movie it does all yeah. kinds of things this this when they don't do that you have to get to the message yourself it's not yeah. like difficult like i think the message is fairly apparent yeah but you do have to engage the material yourself to get there and also you get to you get to assemble the message. It's not telling you what to think about everything. You're, yeah. you're able to connect it to things that matter to you in different ways. I find when it's on the nose, it's more like you will think this about this issue because this is what the writer has to say. Yeah. And this didn't feel that way. This felt like a very welcoming uh, movie with a message, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I like that it was centered around family. I think that that's the thing that makes it connect so well to the internet message is you, you, I was going to say when you, when you ask out the theme, I was like, well, one word theme would be family. Like if I was yeah. just going to sum it up in one word, that's what the movie's about family. Yeah. You know, and that's in, in my, my note on that was, I mean, it basically matches what you just said. It says, it feels like it is about family and the internet and the connections we have lost through the internet. So, you know, it's, um, you know, I don't think that's all the movie's about, but there's definitely it definitely gave me pause. I was definitely like I was definitely evaluating my social media time versus my family time and all of these things as I was watching the movie. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I thought it was an insightful film. I thought that it, uh, uh, you know, oh, go ahead, Kenny. I think that's interesting because the allegory for intent never came up to me at all. For me, it was just like all focused around the the philosophical side of things. But that's another reason why this is this. That's why this is a better movie mm -hmm. than a lot of other movies because it's 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 got layered messaging and it doesn't have to just be like the internet thing is something me and Adam noticed, but the nihilism thing is just as rich and deep, and we could talk about that for hours. I feel like again, I think one of the reasons why I was so happy seeing this movie is it was, I didn't come out feeling like I, sometimes you go into it, like feel good movies usually are like, um, they're not nutritious. Do you know what I mean? They're usually, they're usually a lesson. They're yeah. It's a lesson. a lesson. It's like <laughs> it's a like... lollipop. Do you know what I mean? It's like candy. And this felt very nutritious. I felt like, I felt like this was, uh, something that we could have really rich conversations about. And I think the nihilism thing is, you know, is a really deep well that yeah. the movie gets into the whole thing with, with, I mean, that's, it's central to the film with the bagel and everything. It's a really important part of the movie. Um, but there are just so many layers to it with family, with connections, with a lot of like scientific things that they were kind of bringing in there with just in terms of like the multiverse and all that. It was just, I don't know. It was just a very well done film. I, I, I was, uh, I, I was, I was kind of dreading going and watching it and I was really happy uh, when I finished watching it and, um, you know, I don't know, it just, it was, uh, uh, again, we do this all the time and I don't get that experience with movies a lot. This happens mm -hmm. once every 10 years or so, every <laughs> five years, maybe you get a movie like this. So, uh, so I was pretty happy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, any, any, uh, closing thoughts on the film? I know we've kind of been all over the place here, but I feel like we've covered everything at least. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I think it's one of those movies where I can happily recommend it to anyone to <clears throat> to watch, and I, I don't have to do to be too worried that they yeah wouldn't be able to get, gain something from it. So mm. um, yeah, if anyone's on the fence about watching this movie, definitely give it a go. It's a little long, but like we've said, like it, it's a it's movie that 
yeah, it's worth yeah. it. It's a movie that we don't even want to leave, leave our leave our seats for. So uh, definitely give it a go if you can. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I would say I think the one thing I would say is I think no matter what age you are, like even if you're like an old man like me and Adam, uh, so one of the, one of the things we dread is we go into a movie and it's like, oh, this is clearly aimed at people 15 years younger than me, and yeah. I'm not going to connect with any of this stuff. Um, I feel like this was for everybody. Um, but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't for everybody in a way where it was like Pablo. It was yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> so a, it's 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 for everybody in an empathic way, not in a how can we maximize our audience share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, <laughs> how can we make grandma and Tommy and mother laugh at the yeah. same joke? It wasn't that kind of entertainment. Um, no. There were things I didn't get in it that were obviously directed at people that were younger than me or had different experiences. But that didn't matter. And and it actually just made me more curious because I noticed when I didn't catch things. And I was like, oh, I want to go now look this up and find out more about it. So, um, yeah, so I thought it was great. And I would definitely recommend people check it out. I don't I I, I was very on the fence. I was very reluctant to watch it. Um, I think it was Dion's idea to watch this. And so I probably wouldn't have even seen it if she hadn't said, like, we should watch this movie. So, yeah, I think it was. I'm de definitely happy that we saw it, and I guess we'll end it there. Um, and until next time, we will talk to you later. <laughs>